Welcome to episode number 11 with Kimberly Weeks, the founder and CEO of Race Pace Pops. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hi there, it's Michelle. I'm looking forward to sharing this episode with you today. I have a fun guest on. It's Kimberly Weeks, who is the founder and CEO of Race Pace Pups, which is a dog running service here in San Diego. Now, Kimberly is a woman entrepreneur. She is an athlete and she's also a friend. And I've watched her company scale over the last two years really quickly. She's been on the local news a couple times. And what I love about her story and the reason I wanted to share it is because She was a stay-at-home mom, and she actually wasn't looking for this vocation, if you will. And she will tell the story in her own words, but she had this spark of inspiration, an aha moment, and she acted on it. And not only is it her career now, but it's truly a calling and a mission for her, which I think is really beautiful. And I think something we're all looking for, that sense of meaning and purpose. So I really wanted to share how her journey originated as an example of what's possible for you. What's also fun about Kimberly in this business is that we've all seen dog walkers. Uh, I know in Boston, living in the city, you'd see, you know, a person with maybe up to 10 dogs walking them down the street and, you know, taking care of them, which was always really intriguing. But I had never heard of the concept of dog running or had I seen one until Kimberly launched her business. And so the other kind of takeaway from this episode is that Kimberly took what was already a gift within her. She's always been an athlete and she fell in love with running a few years ago and she's always been an animal lover and she combined passions to create a purpose and a career for herself. And I think that that's in fact possible for any of you listening who's considering using your gifts. So whether you're a natural salesperson or a teacher or a great writer, you know, we all have these special gifts within us and you can marry those gifts to create something. And the truth is it doesn't have to be your own business. You can be doing it just by writing a blog because it gives you personal satisfaction doing that. You can go into a company and teach or use your skills in a particular way. The idea is to really tap into your full self and your true self to express that in this one precious life. And so that when you're hearing these entrepreneurial journeys, you're understanding that I'm sharing them because each of them is very unique. You're not hearing a very traditional path here at all. These women have all taken their skill sets and created something out of nothing. And I know that that's possible for you if that's in your heart to do. So I'll leave it there on that note. And I do want to just mention that you'll hear Kimberly and I mentioned the 2018 New York City Marathon. 
uh, as if Kimberly hadn't run it and she hadn't at the time of this recording. So we recorded this a few months ago. So I just wanted to note that so it's clear. And I hope that you enjoy today's conversation. So let's meet Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly, welcome to the show. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be introducing you to the audience today. You are a friend of mine, but also a mom who's doing something super cool. And I'm really interested in diving into your story today. I just remember two years ago, I ran into you and we were talking and you had this sparkle in your eye and you were super (laughs) excited. You did. You were super excited. You're like, I'm launching something. And it was so creative. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. I'm so impressed. And um, I'd love it if you could actually just tell the story of what what it is that you came upon and what you began. Absolutely. Well, I have quite a love and passion for running, as well as passion and love for animals. And I had just finished a marathon, which was, I would describe, a disaster because I hit none of my goals. And I was, I remember being down at uh, Swami's beach actually. And I was just honestly depressed. And I saw a woman running her dog and I thought, how cool is that? My light bulb moment happened. I thought, let me see if there is such a thing as a dog runner instead of a dog walker. And when I did my research, I saw there was nothing like it in San Diego, and that's where it took its turn. And this job, per se, of running dogs has turned into a mission, a passion, and my true love is helping people realize the benefits of canine fitness. I love that. So you basically were having a bad day, even though, congratulations, you ran a marathon. I understand. It's completely silly. No, it's not. You own, you have your own personal goals and you had whatever, but that moment actually of kind of putting you in this down place and then being in a quiet place on the beach allowed for a cool opportunity to enter your consciousness and then become something that you've been working on for two years now. And like you said, it's, it's more than running dogs. This is a mission. And so um, let's go back, though, to those early days. I mean, sure. so you had this concept, you researched or their dog runners and got excited about it. But what were those first steps that you took to actually go from concept to launch? Because I think a lot of people out there get these aha moments or excitement over a concept, but then it may stop pretty early on in the process of sort of investigating. So let's go into, you know, what you did and then how you kept that motivation going to keep following the next step. Sure. Yeah. The first thing is, I believe you have to be okay with failure. You have to be okay with putting yourself out there. It's scary, especially as somebody who has been out of work and a stay-at-home mom for so many years. It's a different world. And to really, truly make that leap is a gamble. And again, you have to be willing to be okay with the fact that it may not work. Um, I basically met with a web designer, had a website built. I did quite a bit of research, pet CPR classes. All of this was completely foreign to me, but I wanted this to be an actual business and not a hobby. And 
I started off with one client, that one became two. I established relationships with the community, and I have felt that community ties have actually been extremely important and vital to the success of my business so far. It was uh, definitely a different world for me, for sure, but I put myself out there and I continue to do so, and this job is amazing. I absolutely love what I do. So you've created a career, you've created a mission for yourself, but you actually mentioned, so you were a stay-at-home mom at the time that you launched this business. I was. I was. And I didn't need a job. And the fact that this truly fell into my lap was just a blessing, a blessing I wasn't expecting, I wasn't looking for. And I just put my heart and soul into it and have for two years. And it's really hard work and physically demanding as well, obviously, being a dog runner. Um, But as I ran more dogs as I learned different personalities of these sweet creatures. I took this just wonderful experience I was having and living, and it has become a true mission. It's so, so wonderful and so unexpected. And that, and that's actually one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, because I've been watching and following your journey for the last two years and seeing how it's grown. And we'll get into the fact that you're actually hiring people now. I mean, you're, <laughs> I mean, things have been growing pretty quickly, but I want to go back to the early stages. And the reason is, I think that there'll be a lot of moms out there who maybe have that idea and have that desire for more, and they're not sure. Is it something that they just need on the side, like a little bit of a hobby, where instead of volunteering their time all the time, that they're actually getting paid for their knowledge like they used to? Because, you know, a lot of us had careers, whether it was in corporate or, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did well for ourselves. And so, you know, were you, when you were at home, was there like a voice inside that was saying to you, you know, I kind of want more, or did it just literally pop into your head and, and you decided to go? Because I part of me feels like maybe something had been brewing within you as you watch your kids get older. You know, was that there? Because I know it was for me, so I'm just curious if it right. was there for you. Well, I started running when I was 35. I'm 40 now. And when I first started running, although I was a college athlete and athletics, soccer, and softball primarily were a massive part of my childhood, I hated running. I was that one person who did not like running. So the fact that I was 35, laced up some old Nike Pegasus, some running tights that were just in the back of my closet, and I took those first steps, that was the initial love. And as I ran more and realized I'm actually pretty good at this thing, I thought it would be really cool if one day, maybe when my kids were back at school, I can find some kind of job, whether it was a running store or something just for fun because I loved it. So the fact that I created this business running dogs is just, it it really, I hit the jackpot. It's that simple. Yeah. But you were open to it and you- Absolutely. Yes. And you connected a passion and you turned the passion- into an actual career, which is very cool. And I think, like I said, I think there's a lot of women out there who are listening who are going to be thinking, you know what, I have passion too, and I'd like to take it to the next step. So um, I'm curious, did you ever hire a business coach or did you, like, what have you done to create support around 
your goals to keep you moving forward? Or is it just all self-motivated or a combination? You know, it really is a combination. I was and am self-motivated. That I'm not lacking whatsoever. But I do have very talented, educated, smart people in my corner who see that I have this potential to create massively this business to not just run dogs for people, but to educate on the benefits of fitness for dogs. People seem to really focus on themselves and humans, but not so much with dogs. And it's an untapped market that I've been just really pushing my mission. And the people behind me in my corner are helping me expand. And I'm forever grateful. Yeah. So let's actually touch upon that now. So, you know, you first started running the dogs and, you know, realized you loved it. And it was a way to be connected to two passions, running and then animals. But then you realized, wait a second, you know, I'm seeing a change in these dogs, right? So can you talk more about how it became more of a mission versus just, you know, a business? I think it's the dogs with anxiety issues that really made me open my eyes to seeing that this is more than just a fun dog walker with benefits. And when I see a dog who is beyond anxious, um, barking all the time to a focused, confident running dog, I think, how cool is it that I actually did that? I helped. Obviously, they're doing the work. The dog is. But because of me running them, they have changed. Their owners come to me and thank me profusely for changing their dog, in turn changing their world. And it just makes everything uh, so much easier for the dog and the owner. And it's just, I can't even describe how it makes me feel. It's just that cool. Um, I'm, I love what you're saying. And I'm just curious, though. So some of the dogs don't have anxiety, but they definitely need the exercise. And then the ones with the anxiety, you were seeing an actual change. Can you give a, you know, a story of something that you observed and how, again, that that's continued to, you know, make you more excited about reaching more and more dogs out there? One of my most recent runners is a rescue dog. Now, this does touch back on the anxiety, and obviously it's not just the anxious dogs that I focus on, but this is just what's coming to mind at the moment. But this particular dog, teeny little guy, oh, she is such a sweetie. She was found in the streets of Tijuana by a local San Diego rescue organization called The Barking Lot, and when this dog's owner adopted her. She was just, she didn't want to be taken away from this woman because finally she's off the streets, you know? And reluctantly, I would say, she eventually hired me. Everybody seems to want me to take care of their dogs, but there's always some that maybe they're not sure their dog is going to be the right fit for me. And that's understandable. I get that. But it really didn't take long for this dog to work through separation anxiety, barking at other dogs, barking at humans, chasing after leaves, and just focus. The more consistency that we put into this, the quicker it became that she's a mellow, happy little girl. And she has a smile on her face all the time, and it's just so cute. <laughs> I love it. That's, so that's such a great story, Kimberly. I mean, you know, 
when you talk about, you know, some of the people having a hard time turning their animals over, their animals are like their babies, right? So, And I understand that. And yeah. I think that that makes a big difference in what I do versus obviously not all, but somebody that you, you maybe hire to walk your dog while you're at work. I am invested in every single family that I work with. And it really makes my heart so warm when I feel I've done my job of, I don't want to say curing your dog, but it's somewhat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'll actually link to your Instagram page on the show notes, but it's so clear because you post every day and it really looks like the dogs are smiling and laughing and happy. I see it. I see it. It's so cool. And I'm like, there's such love and there's such love in your eyes in those photos or you get the best pictures of these dogs. So um, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. In fact, today I was with one of my old ladies. She's such a sweet 12 year old. And I decided come on, let's go out on the basketball court. It was a new world to her and I'm keeping her mind sharp and focused. And we went off our normal route and she ran circles. And this girl, she doesn't run very well. She's just getting older, but she had this puppy sprint and the smile. And I can't wait to share the pictures later on, but um, it's just, it's so fun. Every dog is unique. Every dog is special and I'm happy to be in their world. And I know that they love seeing you too. So um, they do. <laughs> I, one of my owners actually told me it's like Disneyland when I arrive because his dogs go crazy. So Aww. I am Disneyland. Oh, that's such a good feeling, <laughs> Kimberly. I love it so yeah. much. Um, yeah, as you were talking, I was just picturing, you know, you with, on the court with these dogs and figuring out, you know, what they need. <laughs> and really, it's very tailored, right? What you're doing is, is very tailored. It's yes. very unique and individualized to each of these dogs. This isn't like, okay, I'm going to pick him up or her up, the dog up, and I'm going to run it X amount of miles and I'm going to drop it off. No, this is very, no. tell us more about that, that sort of no, personal it, aspect. But the thing is, I, with the exception of taking a little detour onto the basketball court, I usually know what I am going to do with that dog that particular day. Some dogs I run multiple times a week. Um, I'm not going to take them on two similar routes. I plan this every single dog. It may seem like a fun little show up and go for a jog, but I have structure and strategy for improving their fitness. Yeah. And knowing you, I I know that that's the case. (laughs) You know, I'm just wondering, because I know people are thinking, well, how many dogs does she run a day and how many miles does she get in? So can you talk to us about that? If I had a dollar for every time I have been asked, how many miles do you run a day? Well, you know, I wouldn't exactly be a millionaire from it yet, but I get asked almost daily. And that's why I'm asking. Yes. What is it? I'm going to give it to you. I run probably averaging 10 to 15 miles daily of dogs. And if I am lucky enough to get a little run in myself, that will just tack on to my weekly mileage of over 50 miles for sure. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yes. I say that to myself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why you're in such phenomenal shape, Kimberly. My goodness. You're like all muscle. You're so strong and it's so inspiring. (laughs) It it is. It totally is. Um, You have to be with these dogs. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's true. And so I'm just curious, are there any funny stories from your work with these animals, with the dogs? I'm not sure everybody wants to hear this, but 
I know I look ridiculous when I'm running with a dog down the road, <laughs> holding a bag of you know what, and I'm trying to balance everything at the same time. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I do say to myself sometimes, what have I done here? I mean, really, but I love it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. This is great. Well, you actually talked about, um, you started your story with that you ran a marathon. And I actually know that your work has evolved to not only being on a mission to help with fee, uh, fitness for canines, but you've now tied it in into charitable work as well, which is also aligned with your mission, which I think is so beautiful. Can you talk about, um, I know you have um, something special happening in November. So can you talk about that? I do. And I... I feel like this is just my world coming full circle here. I was asked earlier this year if I would represent a Los Angeles-based re uh, animal rescue organization. They are called Rescue and Freedom Project. They were given five slots to uh, basically hand out to run the New York Marathon this November. And they came to me. They were given five slots they came to me and what they said was my mission falls in line with theirs and they would love it if I would represent them in November. And New York Marathon is my number one all-time bucket list marathon. I lived in Manhattan in my 20s and I feel like I grew up there really, you know, as a young woman. And to go back on the year I turned 40 to represent animals, raise money for them and their cause, it's just, I am getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Oh, I'm actually getting goosebumps as you're talking about it. That It's so I, great. I'm so, so honored. And I made a point to meet them at their sanctuary um, about a month ago. And I always had a feeling that these people were true. Obviously, look what they do. They rescue laboratory animals from uh, testing, basically. And some of these animals come from China, some are local, but it's the same goal of rescuing these animals from these conditions. And some of these dogs, I met one beagle who had only lived in a cage her entire life and she was freed a couple months ago and they have her now at, on the sanctuary and she's still quite passive, but she was just so loving and seeing her tattooed tag number on the, her inner ear just made my heart melt, you know, just like, oh man, she's rescued. It's wonderful to see, even though she had a horrible start. And these people do this with pigs. They do it with horses. They do dogs, um, every animal, even guinea pigs, they rescue. So I just think they're wonderful souls and I'm, I'm thrilled to toe the line for them. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll totally be cheering you on for that. I mean, what I love hearing about all of it is you, just from conception, right? You had this aha moment. You took the steps. You were tying in your passions. And then it, it keeps getting better. And it's, I feel like synchronicities appear in our lives when we're living on purpose, like really on our path and doing what we're meant to do. And so that is what gave me the goosebumps, especially uh -uh. I know you lived in New York City during 9-11. You weren't that yes. far away from all that. And no. I appreciate your words. It means it means a lot to me. And um, I'm just being real when I say 
this will probably be my slowest marathon time. I may have quite a few tears shed, but it's all happy tears. It's happy tears. It's just going to be a wonderful experience for me. Let's talk about wearing all the hats because women are usually the chief, you know, executive officer of our homes. So if the groceries get get picked up and it's not that the husbands don't help. I mean, we, you know, we're both fortunate to have great husbands, but um, we, you know, the kids are sick. We're the ones who are, you know, managing all the stuff. Things we still need to, well, we multitask, not, <laughs> and then some, and then, and right. I forget you sent me a text. I forget the other day. You're like, well, I'm texting you while I'm doing these at four other things, but it'll get done. Everything will get done, but it um, always does. But let's actually talk about some of the logistics. All those things do need to get done and prioritizing. So I'm curious, do you have any specific routines or habits that you have in place um, to set yourself up for success? Because I know I've gotten very disciplined about this. Um, Oh, good. Well, I've had to. I've had to because, you know, time will go and people will take the time happily. Right. And I will happily give the time. But, um, yeah, there's goals and objectives. So I'm curious what, what you've got in place. I start every morning with a hearty, healthy breakfast and a great cup of coffee. It's a necessity. And it's almost as if that jump starts my day. And I seem to follow the same routine even on the weekend. Um, Not always. I might miss a day. And that's okay. But breakfast is key for me uh, because I am a bit different in that I need to use food for fuel I very much have to do that for what I do for a living. Um, I start with that and I spend time with my children, get them to school, have a few laughs. And that seems to really set my mood for the day. I have, like I said before, uh, a set structure for every dog I'm with. I just am a planner and I'm a goal setter. And I think that whatever you do, whatever you choose, what path you take, setting simple daily goals, as simple as a healthy breakfast is vital to success for yourself for that day. And that's just your small goals. Obviously, you have longer term as well, but uh, that's just how it works for me. Yeah. So now, of course, I'm curious, what's your healthy, hearty breakfast that you have? It's almost the same <laughs> daily. Rolled oats, uncooked. You want exactly what I do? Wait, wait. Rolled oats, uncooked. Yes. Okay, because I get steel cut every morning, but I'm not... used to. Yeah. That so has tell to me. Be cooked. That does. Okay. okay I want to go. Yeah. Go for it. Rolled oats, uncooked, quarter cup. <laughs> good Williams Sonoma Saigon cinnamon because I need the good cinnamon. Raw walnuts. Blueberries, sliced banana, a spoonful of unsweetened almond milk. I'm sorry, almond yogurt topped off with some almond milk. Stir it up. Makes a nice, almost like an overnight oat, but instant. And I'm good to go. Sounds really good. (laughs) It's simple, but it's amazing. And it is great fuel. And coffee, obviously, makes it all go down easier. (laughs) Um, okay, so let's touch upon a couple of things you talked about. But I, I agree, taking care of your health is key. Um, and you do run for a living, but there's other moms out there who who don't. So any advice because in terms of structuring? And, you know, I start my day in a similar way. I love that you talk about laughing with your kids because 
Um, it's so easy to get sucked into what you want to get done and get really focused on that. But um, I just had this moment, and you'll probably relate just based on what you said, where I was like, you know what? My daughter needs to be the priority. She always has been. So as I get out there, yeah. when she's talking, full-on listening, eye contact, you know, not having my face buried in the computer. And I've really had to work at this, I'll be honest, because when she comes home from school, I'm still finishing up stuff that needs to get done. So right. I've really disciplined myself to say, you know what? No, I need to make sure that she's feeling the love that she's always gotten. You know, it's a hard balance, you know. It's tough. And it is all about balance. You're right. That's that's the perfect word. And it's also so much easier said than done. Don't you agree? 100%. 100%. And the computer oftentimes is in my lap after she's in bed, you know. So yours is in person with the animals, but you're still planning. You might have your planner out. And for me, it's I, finishing yeah. stuff up. So yeah, so take us through some um, strategies that have worked for you. Okay. One other point not touched on, when my kids go to bed about eight o'clock every night, that's it for me. I'm on the couch with my husband. We watch a show. That's our bonding time. We don't sit with our laptops in our lap or our phones. We just disconnect and sit. And I think that's really important for us. And uh, even if it's, if you're a single mom, I think taking some time, whether it's reading a magazine or maybe even gardening, who knows, but just to disconnect from electronics, I think is healthy. Yeah. And maybe not too many people do it. I don't know. But yeah. this is just, this is what works for me. No, I think it's fantastic advice. So what do you have in place then to get it all done? Do you leave it for the weekends or how do you structure sort of the household I, stuff? Oh boy. It's a daily, it's a daily process. It really is. And I I don't sit down until my kids go to sleep. And that's my reality. But I have chosen this career path. So there's no, um, I'm not upset for the fact that I am doing laundry and dishes every day after I do homework and make their lunches and yeah, run dogs. Because I asked for this and it's it's wonderful just to see what's come of it. So no complaints. Yeah, no, I love that. So we are going to go to some rapid fire questions, which is just well, more to the point ones or whatever, but feel free to elaborate as much as you want. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, here we go. So I'm curious. So um, how do you define success, Kimberly? I think it's discovering your true passion, whatever it is, and being able for me to have discovered my passion and share it with my kids whether it's taking them to volunteer with me, teaching them how to not react to a dog or um, having them even something as simple as meeting my clients. My success is my passion and it's really, it's rubbing off on them and they are getting it. And it's just so cool for me to see them react to what I love re with regards to business. That's great. Thank you for that. Um, what resource, whether it's a book, a quote, a piece of art, a person has most influenced your life philosophy? Well, that's easy. It's my parents. Oh, my parents. Oh, I love that. Oh, but that's a good one. They are 77 years old. Sorry, mom, but you're 77. <laughs> they are still 18 years old at heart. They have been married, I think it's 
fi- this December is 57 years married. They're best friends. They are that older couple. When you go out and you see a couple maybe at a, a restaurant or a bar dancing, holding hands, they still do it. And it's daily too. And if I can have half of what they've had, uh, their love and their friendship. And I think that we're on that path, but, uh, it's just so inspiring to actually have those people be your parents. Wow. What a gift. I mean, really to be able to have that modeled for you for your whole life is just so awesome, but we have to give a shout out to your mom. So let's take a break for a second. Let's give a a shout out to Kimberly's mom. So can you share? Well, at 75, what did she do? Because I saw you post about this. Let's give a shout. Let's, let's talk about your mom and how cool she is. She would say, thank you for saying 75. However, she was 76 and two days later turned 77. My mom and I ran a couple weeks ago. There was a 9-11 Heroes run in San Diego. And like you said earlier, I lived in Manhattan on 9-11. And that day is very significant to my mom and myself because I was 23 years old. They were in San Diego. I was living, working, having fun there when it happened. So every year on 9-11, we make a point to see each other whether it was her visiting me in New York, a quick cup of coffee, what have you. When I saw that this run was coming to San Diego, I said, hey, mom, let's go do it together. We will do this 5K and it's going to be our thing. And she was two days shy of 77 and she took first place in her age group. She rocked it. Go mom. I mean, amazing. Wait, was this her first one? This wasn't, but I want to say maybe her third third. However, she just started a couple That's years ago mean. because I is... put the, yeah, it's my fault. Right. But you started her, like her first one was at 75 or something, right? Yeah. It was like, That's Isn't cra- that cool? Yes. It's Isn't crazy that... cool. Yes. And she was open to doing it. No excuses. There, It's so easy, whether it's something as simple as a 5k race or starting a career, it's just so much easier to have that butt or I'm not sure. Sounds great, but I'm not going to. Not now anyway. I'm too busy. You just have to do it. Just take a chance. That's right. Just do it. I love it. (laughs) It's Um, so easy. (laughs) I know it sounds so simple, but sometimes simplicity is key. It's it really, you know what though? It is just about the day at a time, the simple task in front of you, like simplifying it. And I think that is the magic. I really do. Okay. So based on your work, I'm wondering if you have a happy, good vibe story that will just remind people of the goodness in the world. I just feel like there's so much negativity out there. And to be honest, right now, my good vibe story is actually running for Rescue and Freedom Project. It really is the epitome of all of my hard work and effort and time and love and maybe time missed on certain events for the kids. uh, It's all coming full circle here from all that effort I put into it, you know, but I have family behind me. They're in my corner. They support what I do and they want to be a part of it. And I'm just very lucky to have that team. They're my team. Oh, I love it, Kimberly. All right. So final question. What are the three best pieces of advice that you can leave the women listening based on your experience? What 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 wisdom can, can you offer? I would say follow your heart. 
if you're listening in now and you are a stay-at-home mom like I was, perhaps you don't have to go back to work, but maybe you have this idea. You may be creative in whatever area. If you have an idea, channel that and really follow your heart because I think that so many of us, actually all of us, we would not want to be that person who says 20 years from now, you know, oh, if only I did this, if only I took that chance, because again, it's so easy to not take that chance. So this, it's not a failure whatsoever, what I'm doing, obviously. However, it could have been, and I was okay with that. So follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. You never know what it's going to lead to. Easy. Um, another another thing that I would suggest is just we already touched upon this, but be present in your children's lives. Even if you need to put down that computer for ten minutes to watch your son build Legos. This morning, my son was trying to buy, build a mini Lego figure. Uh, that was me. So he was digging around for five minutes looking for a blonde hairpiece for Lego, and I just wanted to go, but I just stopped. <laughs> I let him. So try to be present, even if it's for something that we think is so silly, it's not silly to them. That's pretty easy. And then um, the third, I would say, don't be discouraged if you haven't found that passion. Uh, if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s even, and you haven't discovered it, but you think maybe something's there, do not be discouraged. You never know when it's just going to fall into your lap. Really. Like it did for me. I 100% agree with that. 100%. Those were beautiful. And I love them I'm, all. Thank I'm you. I'm just a positive person. So I think positivity really helps. Hundred. Yes. Here's to positivity. Glass no, that's right. Apple. That's right. Op- optimist all the way. Yeah. Uh, yes. And women supporting women. Kimberly and I are all about that. Um, Very much so. Yeah. So where can people find you? I, I mentioned your Instagram account, but why don't you tell sure, us where my, to find you? My website is racepacepups.com. R-A-C-E-P-A-C-E-P-U-P-S. Race Pace Pups, I named because I liked a running term as in a race pace. What is your race pace? And pups is self-explanatory. So it's just a fun, cute name, racepacepups.com. Learn more about what I do. And uh, you can find my silly, wonderful, loving pictures on Instagram or Facebook. Same name, Race Pace Pups. Awesome. And I'll definitely link to that. And I, I actually, I'm hearing like somebody say, wait, what if I have a dog and I want to get them more fit or create less anxiety for them? Can you just give a little bit of advice for those dog owners out there? Consistency, consistency, consistency. One word. That's all it is. You can take your dog out, even if it's only one minute and you, you try and you get discouraged, maybe because your dog pulls or barks, you just have to keep at it. Uh, remain calm for your dog's sake. If you're anxious, your dog will be anxious. And it goes with overweight dogs as well, who maybe are lethargic and don't really want to even go for a walk. Consistency. And then if you have the natural born runner, well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for your time today. This has been so much fun and I loved, uh, having this conversation with you. Thank you, Kimberly. You're so welcome. And I'm really excited for you and your adventure and your passion. And I love that you're channeling this and invited me to be a part of it. It really does mean a lot. Oh, thanks, Kimberly.
Thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. And, you know, I'd love to hear what your key takeaway was from this interview. I know for me, it was really about the willingness to fail, you know, to try something that's in your heart to do. You know, Kimberly did the research and she did make it successful, but she was willing to fail. And, you know, I think continues to be willing to fail as she scales her business. I'd love to hear what your key takeaway was. What did you most enjoy about today's conversation? You can let me know over at thegoodlifecoach.com slash 011. And that's also where all the show notes can be found. If you have been enjoying these podcasts, I'd love it if you would take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear your feedback so that I can make the show something that's really special and useful for you in your life. Thank you for tuning in. I so appreciate your time and look forward to connecting with you next Wednesday. Bye for now.